0: Genesis chapter 1 In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, one day. Then God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. God made the expanse, and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse, and it was so. God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning, a second day. Then God said, Let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering of the waters he called seas. The God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation. Plants yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good. There was evening, there was morning, a third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. There was evening, there was morning, a fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures, And let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarmed after their kind and every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. There was evening and there was morning a fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the beasts of the earth after their kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and to let them rule over the fish of the seas and the birds of the sky, and over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. God blessed them. God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky, And over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the earth, and every tree which has fruit yielding seed, it shall be food for you. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the sky, and to everything that moves on the earth which has life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Growing up in the 90s, a common expression regarding the scripture was that you could find Jesus in the Old Testament. I heard many adults bring up this idea as the only reason we should be reading the Old Testament. And when I would push them for an explanation of this point, they would usually point to Isaiah and Jeremiah the prophecies and the symbols that Jesus unquestionably fulfilled in his 33 years. Along those lines, there has always been one specific New Testament thought that has made me go back into the Old Testament over and over again to see where the writer came up with this understanding. And that would be found in John chapter 1. In the beginning, there was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Where is this in Scripture? Was this a piece of divine inspiration given to the Apostle John? Or is there a scriptural foundation that he knew of? I want to welcome you to the Connect with Christ Bible study, where we will take a chapter of Scripture and explore parts of it for a deeper understanding. Today, we will be looking at Genesis chapter 1. I don't have to get too far into Genesis chapter 1 before I get overtaken by the amazing part of Scripture that though it is new to most Christians that I know, it was taught readily to the first century Jews, and it explains this nagging question of mine, where does John get this statement from? Well, Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the very first sentence, we have the answer. Wait, you didn't hear it in there? Well, good, because neither did I for the first 40 years of my life. In Hebrew, the very first line of the book does not appear this way. Bereshit Bera, Elohim, Et hajmayim I will do my best to explain this so it isn't just those who are watching but also those who are listening that will understand The first Hebrew word, Bereshit is in the beginning Bera, created by Elohim, God Most High Aleph Tav Et Hashim, the heavens Ve'et, Herazin and the earth There is a word in that sentence that is untranslatable that in most modern translations as cause as an object to be possessive of the noun. In this case, modern translation would say that the heavens and the earth are possessed by God. Or not just possessed by God, but they are His creation. And that would be the two letters Aleph Tav. But in ancient Hebrew, the Aleph Tav meant something completely different. You see, Hebrew is an amazing language that extends from the modern form that we know today to an ancient form that was comprised of pictures. Each letter is not just a letter. It is an image that represents a full word all on its own. The Aleph, which is the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet, is an ox's head, and the letter on its own represents strength. The Tav The last letter of the Hebrew alphabet is a symbol of a seal or a covenant. The Aleph Tav together is a representation of God's covenant, the strongest seal or the strongest covenant. But it is not a pronounceable word, which is why it has become a word to show possession or God's possession of the following word. So one way of interpreting the first line of scripture literally would be, In the beginning, God created the covenant, the heavens, and the earth. To further the argument that this is specifically referencing the covenant that God created over all creation throughout the Old Testament when people are introduced that are doing the will of God, be it Abraham, Isaac, Moses, and even Ruth, the Aleph Tav accompanies their name. Once more, we do not translate it in spoken Hebrew, and it isn't translated in English at all. But it is a written key to say that these people have the covenant of the Lord with them. So in the very first line of scripture, we have a reference to the covenant of God. And what did Christ say? He came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. He is the living embodiment of the covenant. There is another understanding regarding the Aleph Tav. That has been taught by rabbis throughout the century. As the Aleph is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet and the Tav is the last, one way to interpret the writing is that in the first line, God created the word, the heavens, and the earth. It would be like me telling someone that I know everything from A to Z. God created A to Z. He created every word, every letter, And even at the beginning, it was there with God. Before God created the heavens and the earth, first there was the word with God. Now that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Let's go back to that verse from John. In the beginning, there was the word, and it was with God, and it was God. See, this is starting to make sense now. Here are hidden in scripture from the eyes of Christians that don't or probably never will read Hebrew is a reference to Christ, the Word made flesh. So the full reading of that first line should be, Bereshit Bera Elohim Aleph Tav et Hashemim VeEt Harazin. Yes, Jesus is there from the very first line with God. Now I want to add a little bonus thought to this that John gave us in the book of Revelation that adds to the authority of this understanding. Revelation chapter 22, verse 13. Jesus tells John, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I bring this up because this was written in Greek. And Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and Omega is the last. And the following line is the beginning and the end. One of the prime beliefs of God being an omnipresent God is that He wrote the beginning through the end in the book of life before the foundation of the earth was even laid. You can find this in Revelation chapter 13. Which, with this new interpretation of the very first line of Scripture, it would agree with chapter 13 that the covenant was written first. But also, if Christ was speaking to John in his vision of Revelation, in the Hebrew language, which is Christ's language, and John was translating it into Greek for his letter, what he would have directly said to John was that, I am the Aleph Tav, the first and the last. He is the Word made flesh. He is the covenant of life that was laid down before the foundations of the earth. And he is God, and he is the heart of God. He is the very book of life. I ask now that you join me in prayer as I end this lesson. Lord, thank you for the gift that is your word. Thank you for the truth that you knew us and planned our very existence even before you laid down the foundations of the earth and that you loved us so much that you became flesh and died for our sins. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen.